2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Caleb Williams in the pocket. Williams surveying. Williams is gonna keep scrambling. Now try to run for it. And he'll get there. Touchdown. Williams. Gets away, Caleb Williams across his
1: body, and caught, they say touchdown.
2: They say touchdown, probably because it was a touchdown would be my guess. It's going to be a long three months, a long three months of hype and speculation and rumor, and it, we've it, the only way to sort through some of this stuff is to watch a lot of tape. And that's what our next guest is doing. Josh Lucas, the former Bears director of player personnel, joins us now on the Circus Sports Illinois score hotline, twitch.tv slash Chicago
3: 670. The score, Josh, how you been? I've been well. I've been well. Thank you guys for having me on. There's a lot that we want to talk about. Obviously,
0: with the number one pick, people are, are looking around and saying, hey, Caleb Williams makes a whole lot of sense. What do you see when you watch the tape?
3: Yeah, he's um, <clears throat> he's different than the rest of the class. Uh, I think that was noted um, pretty early on in the process, even going back to, to 22 uh, as his first year as a full-time starter at SC. Just a different level of instinctiveness both within the pocket and with outside the pocket can make all the throws unbelievable arm talent knows how to throw the ball he's not just a power thrower can layer balls touch feel um and another thing that really separates him he's not a a a world-class athlete he's not a dynamic Lamar Jackson athlete. Uh, He's a really good runner, but he's got excellent feel and instincts as a runner. And whenever you watch a Kansas City Chiefs game, Mahomes isn't the best athlete on the field. He's a really good athlete for the position. He always makes the best decisions on when to run. And he's always picking up first downs because he just has that innate sixth sense that just separates them um, from other quarterbacks. And this guy, I think, compared to the rest of this class, just has a, a, a different instinctive ability to play the game with his arm and with his legs. Um, that uh that that really separates him from, from some other really talented quarterbacks we're going to talk about.
4: When you describe that innate sense, Josh, is there a certain play that you point to where you can diagram that or maybe use it as an example for people who want to know, because we see a lot of elite physical athletic ability, but we also see, you know, his last season, which, uh, which I think tried to catch a lot of, uh, his game off guard when you look at the opponents and how he played.
3: Yeah. A lot of chaos, uh, uh that I think he brought on himself. Um, I remember being in Hallis Hall in 2021. Uh, I've brought this play up on uh, 670, the score um, uh, on a previous appearance um, with, with Spiegel. There's a play they were in, it was the fourth quarter. They were uh, playing against Kansas and I believe it was fourth and one. And, It was a designed QB run, and he was stopped behind the line of scrimmage but had the presence of mind. You have to see the play, and if you Google the play, you can find it. It was from his when he was at Oklahoma against Kansas. He had the presence of mind to find a teammate and hand the ball off to that teammate who was completely unaware that he was about to get the ball. Uh, Caleb was about to go down turnover down it was about to be a turnover of downs and um, Kansas was about to get the ball back and it was a one score game and I remember walking over to Champ Kelly's office who who you know obviously is the uh, interim GM in Vegas right now saying I just saw something I've never seen a quarterback do before especially for a freshman quarterback it's just that instinctive wherewithal Some guys have it, some guys don't have it. And he has it, plus he has outstanding physical qualities that are going to allow him to excel in the league as well. We were talking to
2: Adam Hogue earlier on, and it was interesting. He looked at it from a a different uh, risk management standpoint and just praised how high Caleb Williams's floor is. Do you concur – with that, that even with even as we get tantalized by all of the special stuff, that if you draft him, do you know at the very, very least you have a good NFL starting quarterback?
3: Yeah, that's that's easy for me to say, even if you um take away some of the special, uh, as long as you have conviction that he's coachable. I mean, that's the biggest thing we're sitting here talking about tape and that's just half of it you know you're hiring you're drafting the quarterback for your franchise you're hiring the ceo for your for your team so there's that whole other aspect of it so from just the tape standpoint from his ability to play within the pocket all the different throws he can make the ability to extend plays He's got very good pocket feel and very good pocket presence. All those at a minimum will allow him to be a successful NFL quarterback. Josh, when it comes to to looking at actual like
0: in-game and game situations, how much weight do you put on that and how much weight do you when you talk to other people in the scouting world, how much do they put on that? Here's the reason I bring it up. Drake may looks like what we've always thought a quarterback should look like, but in some of the biggest games that North Carolina had this year, he went away. So I'm wondering how do you guys value any of that when deciding if a player can make the jump from college to pro?
3: It's enormous uh, Lawrence. I mean, to me, that's what scares me about Drake may. He looks like, he's built out of a, uh, of a machine that produces NFL quarterbacks. There's no physical limitations from everything I heard. He's a great guy. There's something that just seems to be missing about a guy that can just lift the other 10 guys in big moments. There's two plays that jump like there's little things with Drake may that, you know, I'll reference a play against Duke. He's in the pocket. It's a second down and 10 play. He has a throw. He doesn't make the throw because some pressure gets in his face. He does a good job of using his athletic ability to get outside the pocket. He's rolling towards the sideline. There's nowhere to go with the ball. So instead of just tossing the ball away, he just runs out of bounds and takes a three yard sack. That is the opposite of instinctive and aware. The very the fourth and 20 play versus Clemson, that if we're all watching the UNC Clemson game, they're down two scores. Very unlikely they convert that fourth and 20. But very rarely do you see the real dudes just heave the ball out of bounds and then just have that look on his face. I don't want to kill him too much because he is extremely talented. The more I watch, the more I'm concerned that he might be missing whatever that is that Joe Burrow has. Joe Burrow is not the strongest-armed quarterback in the league. He's not the best athlete. There's something about him. There's something about Patrick Mahomes. There's something about Tom Brady. I just feel like it might be missing from Drake May. I could be wrong on that because, again, I'm studying film from Northbrook, Illinois. I don't have the luxury of spending time in Chapel Hill talking to coaches. Coaches may have explanations for these things that I'm talking about. It's just my gut sense. The more I talk to media people about Drake May, I feel like there's more excitement. The more I talk to people who evaluate tape for a living inside NFL buildings – the more reluctance uh, and the more hesitation I hear around Drake May's name. Um, I do think, again, you're talking about a guy that, that doesn't have a real low floor because of his ability to throw the ball vertically downfield. He's a good athlete for his position, and he does show that he can play off script and create plays Um, when things break down. So I do do think you're talking about a guy that will be a successful starter in the NFL. But are we talking about Jared Goff or are we talking about Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? Huge difference. He's going to fall somewhere in there. I tend to lean towards the lower part of that from just what I've seen
4: Yeah, I think that's the concern when it comes to Drake May, Josh. Is, is, you know, Mac Brown can sell ice to somebody living in the Northern Territories. He's, he's that kind of uh, PR savvy coach and he's always going to promote his players. That doesn't surprise me that if, if people talk to him, they're going to fall more in love with him. But it's funny because it, in being familiar with Mac, Josh, I'm also a person who watched Patrick Mahomes play in high school. And a lot of that was being chalked up to him fixing broken plays, and that was something that we had heard said about a lot of players in college, too. That was Manziel's bread and butter, as you know. But then oh, the, yeah. flip, the flip side of that, too, is the fact that that's how you get a lot of explosive plays. So it's trying to balance all those pieces and figuring out what's going to be the most likely scenario. Is that how you try to, to make it happen in the NFL? Like, How do you transfer those intangibles that we discussed to the NFL level, seeing what you see in colleges?
3: Yeah, they have to be able to play on time within the system. That is first and foremost. Uh, and that's what obviously Caleb's going to have to prove to people, that he is coachable. Um, and for whatever reason, he decided to turn it into to, to one-on-11 football this year. Um, all these guys have to be able to pre-snap, understand what they're seeing, post-snap, be able to functionally – decipher the information they're getting this is where Mitch really struggled and then be able to get the ball to the open receiver at all points of the game all quarters of the game it's not always the defense is going to win and when the defense wins and the x's and o's break down now you need a quarterback who can go above the x's and o's get outside the pocket hang in the pocket and make those special plays so there's that balance and and when we're talking about the best to do it in the league right now in kansas city that's why he's so special because it's on time it's on time it's on time and then when it has to be it's not there i gotta create it he can go create it a lot of these other quarterbacks in our league i'll use jalen hurts as an example who can create on his own and make special plays off rhythm and 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 off script sometimes it's too much and when it's too much it leads to a lot of inconsistent football so there's that balance there to answer your question of you know they they have to be trained to play on time and within the system or they're going to drive the coach nuts and it's going to be too much about them trying to create on their own. And that leads to a lot of up and down football. Deshaun Watson had a lot of uh, issues with that early on in Houston. You would get these crazy 400 yard production games where like, oh my God, he's unstoppable. And then and then the very next week it would be 180 yards and, and they would struggle to move the ball because he wasn't able to create on his own um, consistently throughout the game. So it's that balance there. And the special ones, they know when, they know when it's their turn to create the play on their own. To Josh, me. I talked with a, a college guy and a
0: pro personnel guy, and they each talked to me about Caleb Williams, and they both said not a bad guy, but maybe some gray flags on him. One, have you heard the same thing? Two, what's relevant to an NFL front office when trying to figure out football
3: character for a player? Especially for that position, leader of men, This more so than any other position on the field, those 10 guys have to respect the hell out of him. And he has to be the hardest worker on that side of the ball. And if that is not the case those aren't gray flags. Those are red flags that will bleed down. So that is the work that is being done right now by not only the Chicago bears, but the rest of the league that's looking at possibly, you know, that, that could take this guy this high in the draft. He has to have an obsession for football. And those are the things that you need to find out because if he just likes it if he's just punching the clock, if he's just a nine-to-five guy, that's going to be a major issue. He's got to be obsessed with it. It's got to be about winning Super Bowls. It's not about Pro Bowls. It's about winning Super Bowls. And and the special guys in our league have that special competitiveness about them. A, a, a term that I really like that I heard about Caleb Williams – who's been around him several times at several different USC practices is he has he has athletic arrogance and I like that. He knows he's really really good. That part of it in between the lines that is a must. Now, it's got to carry over to inside the building during the week. Because if the the other 10 players Don't see him working as hard as he needs to be working, that'll spill down and that will that will prohibit him from reaching not only his ceiling from the team from reaching his ceiling. So he's got to be he's got to be a special worker. Obviously, he's got to be intelligent. He's got to be a great teammate. Selfishness to a degree. Um and and like I mentioned, that athletic arrogance is very important because he knows he's good, he knows he's great, and that is extremely important when you step out on um, step out on uh, between the lines. Nowadays, there's a whole nother level of research be go- going on right now because these guys are getting paid money right now. So what are these guys doing with this money? Like some of these quarterbacks are making for, five, $6 million a year, there's forensic accounting research that needs to be done. Wow, what, what kind of habits are these guys getting into early on that could lead to major pitfalls in cities, in, in these huge cities they're about to go to, where they're going to be given carte blanche, anything they want, anywhere they go off the field discipline, all that stuff. And so that's why it's not just your Chicago bears scouting staff. That's looking into Kayla Williams right now. I promise you there's, there's companies outside of the Chicago bears that they have, they have hired to, to make sure they know everything about this kid, his family, who's around him, who's going to be living with him when he's in Chicago Those are major, major, major issues, Um, not only Kayla, but for Drake, for J.J. McCarthy, for Michael Penix, for Jaden Daniels, for all of them. Um, So it's it's not just, like I said, you know, 10 minutes early in this interview, it's not just the film. There's a lot more to it, especially when you're talking about this position, because it's the CEO of your building.